general thoughts on World Series of Warzone and, and kind of the layout that they had? I think the concept was good. If you look at the top 40 of each region, there's more than 20 teams that made it the right way. 20 people that didn't make it the right way, they're not going to move on. The teams that legitimately made it, they're going to have like a, oh, that's so-and-so? Let's steamroll them. They're, they're going to get <laughs> bodied. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby podcast episode. We are back in on schedule. I'm Goj. Katie is with me as always here in the booth. Maybe it's not a booth, Katie. It's a podcast. So it's like a, a studio, a recording studio, something home. Studio? I, if Maybe it, a if capsule? Ever, yeah. Like, I, I well, know. no, time capsule? I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you're on YouTube watching, you can see my amazing uh, virtual fireplace behind me, really trying to get the cozy vibes today because we've got we've got dad vibes in with us today. Uh, we have a <laughs> very special guest. Um, I, I call him a good friend of mine. Had the chance to, to meet in person, have some long conversations, had a chance to interview him in the past. So today will be a bit different. Going to do a little interview, of course, with our guest. But uh, our guest today is somebody that you all know and love. If, if he if he likes your Twitter post, things explode. That's how uh, tuned in <laughs> people are uh, to the man himself. So let's pull him up on screen. We've got Jay God in the flesh on stream on the podcast jay god how you doing today good 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 thanks for having me on yeah absolutely uh katie and i are really excited about uh having you on uh, i know a lot of people in the community love to hear your opinions on things and that's what we do on the bot lobby podcast we just talk about opinions on things which is super fun um now we've i've had you on a podcast before um shout out doug in modern war zone we love doug around these parts uh, this one is a bit different. We're going to have our conversation as per usual, all, all of our topics, but Katie and I like to start out with some rapid fire opening questions. Really okay. simple. This is just like a, hey, first thought that comes into your brain when we ask these questions, just to kind of break the ice. So Katie, do you want to start us off on our, our rapid fire questions? We'll go through these, get a little peek behind the curtain on, on what J-God likes. Yes, let's do it. All right. Favorite person to stream slash play with? Oh, that is hard because I don't really stream that much. <laughs> um, I would say that I do like uh, streaming with uh, like Shaded Step, maybe True Game Data, like OP Mark, like the, that group because generally we're going for wins and uh, then I can be casual and read chat. Uh, it's it's hard when you get 34, to, you got to focus up or else the cracked out kid's coming for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, li I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. Um, what was your favorite type of content to make? Now, this might feel like a lob, and if you want to smash it out of the park, you go for it, but your favorite type of content to make? I, I really like uh, doing the, the spectating random style. Uh, obviously, it evolved for, for a while there. Uh, right now, it's not nearly as popular, but I liked it just because it was kind of organic. You can give real examples of real players. Uh, I think a lot of times people don't see themselves in that just because they're kind of sometimes people are delusional about their own skill. But there's <laughs> a lot of people that actually look at it and go, wow, that guy has the same KD as me. And that's how I kind of play, I guess. I'm making those same mistakes. And then you get the comments of them improving. So obviously there's an extension there. It works beyond the comedic value of somebody just playing bad. Sure. I like that. Yeah, maybe gives you a little bit of awareness about yourself and allows you to subtly, you don't have to say anything, but look at it for improvement all right uh and we're going to incorporate content into this as well do you have a favorite streaming or content moment hmm i don't know i, I would say that like it was kind of cool when um we're like in content creation when i got a tweet by nick Merckx when he when he added me and i was like mm -hmm. 
Wow, that's kind of like a big deal because I'd watch them, not necessarily from COD. I mean, I, I really didn't watch Twitch or YouTube when COD was popular. <laughs> like, at the end <laughs> of the day, I mean, it was all Fortnite and stuff like that because I didn't really get into content creation until World War II. Um, but it was kind of like, oh, damn, that's a huge deal. And then I started getting some follows once I got verified. And it was like, oh, damn, this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. And um, that was kind of like that, that tipping point where like before that, and then after that type of thing where yeah, it yeah. started to explode because the Cold War integration was so chalk and um, there wasn't a lot of competition for that content. So I was able to like grow really fast because of that. Yeah, no, that's a great point. We'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that and, and kind of the history of JGAD there at the beginning of our, our next section. Uh, let's keep moving. So let's see. Let's I'm going to skip over this next one, Katie, because he kind of answered that. We're going to go favorite Warzone meta of all time. Uh, any meta from the beginning to now, your favorite. I don't know. I really like the Ironside Growl um, back back before. Uh, that was kind of cool. I know some people use VLK or whatever, but I like the Ironside Growl before they nerfed it. I mean, it still has no recoil, but it had zero recoil yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, so I think around then, and I think it was still the MP5 forever. That was like a, a year of MP5. I think that's what... Did Rated say Growl yep. too? Rated said the Last exact week? same thing, yeah. Right, back-to-back -back Growls. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite Warzone comp format to watch? Uh, I, I like competitive trios. Um, I, I think when Caldera first came out, I thought it was interesting when the Baca bros did that one because it was kind of like the mini Royale. So it was a little bit faster paced, a little bit more RNG in there. So it's going to be like a team could just rotate early and hold people. It was like, oh, this is a terrible zone. How do we regain? Uh, it requires teamwork a little bit differently. Yeah. I would like to see an iron trials type of trios. Ooh. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll eventually get there. Supposedly, Titanium Trials is uh, the blueprint or whatever, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Okay, we've got two more. It looks like uh, we're going to go to favorite video that you ever have made that maybe didn't perform very well. That's a hard one. I mean, there's been several over the time where I, I go into it thinking – okay, this video is going to be like 12 hours of uh, testing or compiling clips. And then you know it's going to be bad because you cannot title something like, you know, attractive title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's happened multiple times. I can't think of a specific scenario, though. I, like, I can recall it happening multiple times. Um, no, I can't really think of one off the top of my head, though. That That is the the content creation bane of their, of your existence. It's like the <laughs> videos that you spend more time on usually do worse, and the videos you just kind of pump out in about an hour usually just bang. So well, I, I actually have the opposite of that, right? Like, really? I, I did a video in BO4. It was on the operator mods, which was kind of like a unique attachment. I didn't care much about it. I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this together. I kind of just had it on my list of, like, when the games come out, you go check, 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 check. Yeah. You're doing these certain videos, regardless if whatever. And the video like ended up doing like over 1.5 million or something. And I was like, I only had like 15,000 subs at the time. So I was <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know. So I was like, that was like, oh man, I just threw that one like away. I wish I would have like invested more time in it. Maybe yeah. it would have done better. But it was just like a check, check, check. You know, I don't know. I it's like funny it. how that works. Okay, final question before we get into things. Uh, do you have any dream brand deal that you could do right now? I don't know. I think that Nike would be kind of cool, but obviously I'm I'm not I'm not in the best shape or nothing, so that <laughs> that, that, that ain't gonna work, you know. So um, 
I don't know. I, I think there's a couple. Hmm. I don't know. That's tricky. I think that'd be like a main one. Other than that, car brand would be kind of sure. cool. Sure. Okay. Um, New minivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I need a Toyota. They got to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, uh, thanks for for entertaining us with our rapid fire questions. Um, what what to kind of hop into the meat and potatoes of this episode. And, and there's a lot of things that are kind of on the horizon slash in front of us right now from World Series of Warzone, Titanium Trials, um, you know, Warzone 2 ranked mode, like a lot we can talk about. And we want to kind of pinch this all down into a digestible episode. But um, in a shorter version than maybe the entire thing, because you've got a long history in content creation and, and we've gone through that in the past, would love to just start with a little bit of background, right? Like, I think a lot of people that know you now, of course, know you from loadout videos, meta videos, uh, maybe patch note videos, like the videos that you've been doing kind of post that that kind of crowning moment that was like, hey, Nick Merckx is, is tweeting at me, like my content's really blowing up during Cold War integration. So talk to me a little bit about before that, about like your your content creation journey and, and what drove you into it. Well, I mean, obviously I started COD like way back. Well, that's not obvious, but I did start COD like in COD 4. Um, and then I started and back then I didn't even have internet. So I would play the campaign and then like, I'd go to my cousin's house and I'd play over there and we'd like split screen. It, it was like awful. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, as time went on, like I was, it was always one of those things that I'd play COD and then I'd jump on other games, whether it was racing, RPG or whatever. Uh, and then over, I, I, you know, after I graduated high school, got a job, whatever the case is, uh, there was a lot that happened. Um, and I was with somebody that, uh, for like, like 10 years and they ended up getting killed at work. Um, so because of that, I ended up getting like a worker's comp, a life insurance policy, a bunch of other things where I basically didn't have to work. And then, uh, as a result of that, I, I took a year off. I was taking care of my two-year-old. So basically we just would go to Disneyland whatever we'd go to the grocery like we go to target like three times a week he'd pick out whatever the hell he wanted and then we'd come home and then a year i got bored and i was like ah, i need to do something i started school again and then i go oh let me jump back into cod started watching some youtube videos found a exclusive ace video and uh it was about how to drop a nuke and i was like i, I think i can do that i have like a 1.7 kd that's not bad but it's not like i should be better than that so i started watching content and after about six months i said ah, i can do this um, so I started making videos. It was during IW. So obviously it wasn't really popping during that time. <laughs> Destiny dropped. I got some experience with that. And then World War II dropped. And then I continued to just grow. And that's kind of where it started. And I did all the content that people do now, which is here's a good gun. Here's the loadout. <laughs> here's me slaying with it. And that's kind of like the generic Call of Duty content creator that most people try to follow. And I did that for a while. And I always did a little bit of a twist where I didn't do any commentary when I would play. And then um, I would do live commentary over itself. Like I was reacting to randoms, but I was reacting to myself um, and explaining, okay, here's yeah. my thought process. So I always did it a little bit different. If you go back to the old videos, the, the class setup is more of a clickbait just to get you to the video. And then hopefully you stay to learn something type of thing, because that's what gets views, not, oh, how to play you know, Aachen on World War Two. Yeah. That's not gonna like that's not the attractive title. It's you know the whatever the the class setup is. So that's kind of how that part went. And then um I continued to make content. BO4 was kind of similar. I, I tried to do some of the SAT stuff early on, but I, I just didn't understand how to do the breakdowns of stuff quite as well to test stuff. 
Um, sorry. You're so what would happen is like, I would spend like five times as long as I would, it takes to do it now. And then I'd put out a video and it would flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that ain't worth the time. What's going on. I could have just played for 45 minutes, get three gameplays and, and there you go. Uh, but that's kind of how that part went. And then modern warfare dropped. Uh, it was my least favorite COD of all time, so that wasn't very enjoyable content. But luckily, Warzone was popular, and I liked the game, Yeah, and it popped off. And it worked for the first year, and then once the, the Cold War integration, that was broken. I was still actively testing since I'd spent like a couple years learning that, and then everything was broken. Like, literally, you could not trust a single attachment in the game, except for maybe like 90% of the mags actually had the ammo type that they said they had. Besides that, it was chalk. Um, and that gained like a lot of credibility because I would test something and I would say something and then people's like my subscribers would spam people's chats. Jay God said this, Jay God said that yeah. so it's almost me now uh, on that. Like, you know, so, and I remember one of the things that gave it like a little bit more credibility is, uh, someone told Teep, they said, Oh, the titanium barrel on the DMR is the best one. Jay God said so. <laughs> and he's all like, well, I don't know. That's not what it says. And then he tried it. And then it was obvious that it was right. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, maybe that he knows what he's talking about. And then I got a follow from Teep that way. Um, and it was kind of one of those things where since I was kind of monopolizing that type of Intel, all the subscribers were literally spamming every streamer's chat. Jay God said this, yep. Jay God said that. Yep. And then they would try it and it would gain credibility because literally it was accurate and it was right. So that's kind of how that happened. Maybe the only wholesome brigading I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That is, uh, it sounds like you've told this story before because that was an incredible breakdown. And of course, I, I knew a, a lot of that already. Um, and, and it's a, a wild story of, and I think one of the things that's that's worth mentioning too um, was is kind of this idea of what what does it look like to create content you know is good that flops and then you come back to it years later of this like analytical breakdown of weapons in a moment of weakness of the game and you've capitalized on that and say wait i know how to do this and now it's something people are searching for and wanting like because the game isn't credible enough at this point that i become the like perfect source of knowledge whether you were perfect or not and i know there were times where you weren't but you were the closest we could get to perfection and and you were 100 percent right like the, the these people took your word and said hey he has proven himself let's follow everything he says and tell every other streamer to follow what he says and then all of a sudden boom skyrocketed to to oblivion yeah and, and i mean it was kind of weird because it did evolve over time. I got a little bit more efficient on things and through experimentation, um, that, I mean, obviously I tried it and then obviously it failed back in world war two, but there's a lot of things that I, I focused too much time on stats that didn't matter. Right. Uh, and I think that sometimes is, uh, at the deficit of time, like you, you end up screwing yourself because if I'm testing for 42 different attributes versus rate of fire, aim down sight, TTK damage, like the thing that only people care about on the surface, and then maybe you care about sprint out time, like, sure. you know, whatever, you know, oh, this one has a good sprint out time. No one's talking about that unless it's like the deal breaker between two guns that are basically the same. And uh, so I was able to get really efficient with timing and that helped to accelerate my videos so I could actually get them out faster than other people too. Yeah. And so not only was I being accurate, but I was also being faster, which kind of like was a race to get content. So that helped too. 
even though like back in the day it it, it was chalked it yeah. took too long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, on that same vein i really want to know um you talked about how it took you some time to understand those inner workings, if you will, of war zone analytics, of the numbers, of the stats, how everything comes together. Talk to me about that. How hard was it to learn everything behind the scenes so that you could create these analytical videos with the stats, the numbers, you knew what to look for? How, how What was that process like to kind of figure out how you wanted to compile all of that? Well, um, it, it kind of uh, adapted over time. Like you would learn, all right, this is how you do it. This is an easier way to do it. Like for example, with aim down sight, it's kind of one of those weird, that's really tricky. But what I, what I learned to get efficient with that is you can go like with modern warfare and the game, well, not cold war, but in modern warfare there, there's a, a thing where when you aim down sight, it, it does a mounting effect, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the at one frame after you select aim down sight, it pops up with that part. And then when you're fully aimed down sight, the background stops moving. So that became an efficient way to do it where you could go, okay, let me just go next to a wall, aim down sight a couple times, and then I'll just go frame by frame in video. Um, rate of fire, you just fire you know, the three mags or whatever, but uh, you put on the largest mag so you get better sample size um, because the first bullets, the way the rounding works, is kind of messed up. But either way, I mean, it's just trial and error, honestly. It just took a long time to figure some stuff out and to see what resonated because there's plenty of things that we could test for and it would be like cool i can't really put that in a video it's not really practical <laughs> right like all right cool this this weapon does something that like is really not practical and that's kind of one of those things where it's like ah eh, it's not really worth the effort so you kind of got to focus on what makes the most sense yeah right was there anyone else creating content similar to this that you were taking inspiration from or was this purely organic you saw that there was a gap in content here and you felt like you could slot into that role well obviously uh when we're getting started exclusive ace uh, i mean he's always made the, the the best analytical content in my opinion like in terms of weapon stats with graphics and all that like the delivery yep. is just the execution is it's almost too professional for youtube and um so going into Modern Warfare, I already had in my mind that I wanted to do more of that type of stuff. And I had already learned what I needed to get to that point. And luckily they had a, a gunfight mode so you could test damage values super easy with the damage values at the top. You load in a private match, you shoot toe, whatever, and they slowly move yep. apart. <laughs> um, so he always, he always made really good content. And um, it, was, it was pretty solid during Modern Warfare because um, there, the, the leveling of the guns was way too long. And you couldn't really like practically test stuff and, and all that stuff in the beginning and you, like without spending an absorbent amount of time on one weapon. So it's like I could focus on an MP5. He can do an MP, you know, he can do an M4. It's not we're not stepping yeah, on each yeah. other's toes because there's so many right. damn weapons. And <laughs> then um, by the time Warzone dropped, um, luckily for me and, you know, you know, it worked out that he wasn't really passionate about Warzone or else, you know, I feel like it would have been my biggest competition at sure. all. Um, and, and because of the quality of his content, he may have like outshined in, in certain categories. Um, but he, you know, he mained modern warfare throughout the, the time. And then he went to cold war and then, um, you know, and then with Vanguard. So I think with sticking a multiplayer, I didn't really have that head to head competition. And then obviously with, um, true game data, I shouted him out when yeah. I first found his site. 
when he had like no subscribers, no YouTube channel. Uh, he was streaming to like two people on, on Twitch. And then um, I was like, and I've talked to him quite a bit and he got him jump started on valuing YouTube. And he really enjoys like trying to make the best site possible. Yeah. And I believe that he will have the best site around when it's all said and done. Uh, so that, but since his focus is primarily the site, I never saw it in a competition that way. And I thought it was kind of like cool where, okay, cool. Like he found something, I can make a video on it and people will, and then I can say, Hey, so-and-so found it. And so it makes more it super symbiotic. easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, because we don't have any animosity or, or any of that type of stuff, we DM, we're going to hang out at TwitchCon or whatever. So yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like it's all good. I know sometimes subscribers are very uh, territorial that way where they make it feel like it's us against them. It's like, no, it's like, there's too much nonsense. There's no way one person could cover everything Yeah, practically and effectively and, and, you know, and still enjoy it. There's yeah. just not possible. No, it's, that's a great point. Now, Tony, Tony's great. And, and we've had a chance to talk to him as well, but the, uh, Okay, so so hear everything here. We, we've kind of seen, talked through a little bit of your history and content creation in general, specifically now into Warzone and Call of Duty. I know one of the major critiques of Warzone is the lack of updating content to create. Right now, it's, hey, what guns do you've got? What, what guns are, are the best? And it's meta, 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 meta. Um, however, more recently, they've been making changes fairly quickly, right? And, and we've seen ads that are massive changes things like redeploy balloons entirely changed the the outlook on caldera um you know the question of of was it too little too late i i don't think so but it, it certainly did change it dramatically you had of course iron trials which then has recently turned into titanium trials so i want to talk about warzone content creation in general but maybe some of these more recent ads i mean are there things that you wish warzone had not in terms of like specific items but more so like Hey, I wish things rotated more quickly. I wish there was more content to make videos on. Um, what do you think about the general landscape of Warzone content creation? And then we can jump into the more recent uh, ads like Titanium Trials. Well, I, I think in general, the the content, uh, like it seems like every season four or five end up being the best seasons in Warzone. Yep. Right? Like you, you go and then we get the integration of Cold War and it flops like hella hard and everyone's like what the hell you just gave it a facelift it's just a different tone of whatever color this is what were you guys doing yeah and then by the time season three four comes along everyone's like oh my god the game's fun again yeah and then i was like oh man you ruined it with caldera and then season four or five again so i think it's just unfortunate like that has to take that long to get there i feel like the the changes they made at um the studio to put people in charge have really driven the the change i think with caldera uh to act quickly try to adapt to community feedback so i think there's been significant improvements compared to verdansk there was stuff that was completely broken and people just lived with and it's almost like they completely forgot about um because it's been almost two years now uh since it was out but i think in terms of content, you really can't change the the model of COD. COD is always going to be really driven around high kill games or loadouts or troll content, right? And yeah. like they really kind of can't really have troll content because there's not like really off the wall stuff, maybe the, the fighter planes or any of that type of stuff. But that doesn't really end up translating a content. I, I know that uh, most people are kind of just stuck doing loadouts or top kills. Or tips and tricks. I mean, but at this point in the game's life cycle, it's like if you don't know how to do a bunny hop by now, it's like, <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. How is that possible? Um, 
So I think that's kind of what happens with the COD life cycles. We're just experiencing it with the Warzone life cycle now instead of like the multiplayer experience. This happened every time a multiplayer. Like my channel was the deadest it's ever been in the entire four and a half years of my channel. Wow. Uh, a week before Modern Warfare dropped. Like mm -hmm. from the day I started my channel to up until today, there's only been one day that I ever lost subs. Wow. Which, which, okay. uh, flex which, a little more. Well, well, no, you organically gain subs over time, but pretty much like it was like every day before, like the, the three weeks leading up to modern warfare, it was like, I would gain three subs, three subs. And yeah. then one day I lost like eight and then like I gained three, three. And then once it dropped, it was, it was all said and done. Mm -hmm. But at the end of every year, it always dwindles down because there's these people in the community who are like, well, why was, should I waste my time on that? when this new thing's coming out. And I've seen that heavy in the comment section. People, obviously people try to like rationalize not being good enough to get Titanium Trials wins, but they'll say, oh, why would I grind something like that when, um, you know, it's not gonna even carry over to the next Warzone. It's like, what does that have anything to do? You right. still got three months before Warzone yeah, drops, yeah, yeah. bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but like, like neither does your Atomic, neither does yeah, your Prestige, yeah. but you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, so I think a lot of that, um, we're just kind of experiencing the life cycle where it's kind of died out a little bit on the game. And because of that, uh, it, it's very dry to make content because it's not like anyone's learning anything new. Whatever's sure. been done, been done. Like I even did a video today about the bipod and people were like, oh man, I've been using the bipod forever. And I was like, yeah, it's been in since modern warfare. Yeah. It's not a new attachment. <laughs> even on the scar, the scar is probably the best gun to have the bipod on because it actually works while standing and while cr crouched. But the scar sucks in Warzone, so like they never gave it extended yeah, match. Yeah. So yeah. but it's not like it's a new concept. It's just like it is what it is. Yeah. Um well FYI for everybody that was listening on Twitter, uh Twitter is extremely broken right now, it just exploded. So Twitter space is gone. I can't even get a tweet out. So thank you everybody that, that figured it out. We were yeah, still live on Twitch. In, yeah, 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 we'll 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 keep it going and of course this will be on YouTube later. Um I, I can't even send a tweet right now, so I don't know what's going on. But Regardless, um, this is a great background for this next portion, mm -hmm. Jgod, where we get a chance to talk about Titanium Trials in particular. Um, I know you had a lot of opinions on it. Wanted to kind of open the floor to just kind of hear your opinions on Titanium Trials. I know we were talking right before we went live a little bit about how um, kind of exciting it was that they included some sort of a goal, right, in the game. It's like, hey, go get wins in Titanium Trials. So talk to me a little bit about what you think about this recent ad. Well, I think it's one of the first challenges we've ever had that had a, um, a, a skill-based thing. Like, multiplayers had it where you got to get a nuclear or whatever the case, or get bloodthirst, whatever. I, I, some people consider that challenging. But to actually associate it with so heavy and wins is really like the first time they've ever given anything to people who actually care about winning in the game. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's funny is since... Nine, that means that like 99.9% .9 of all content prior to this has been participation trophies. You play the content, yep. you get the content. And people are actually upset that this one thing is not that. And it's like, well, like if you spent those three years getting better, maybe you could go for that. But don't worry, the next thing is going to be participation <laughs> too. Like let us have the one thing. You know, you only need four wins for the other camel. They didn't even put the other one in the game because they didn't want a real outcry from people saying, sure. oh, that's not possible. Like, so I, I think overall, I think the reward is cool. I, I felt 
It gave me a reason to jump on Caldera. I literally doubled my playtime on Caldera just by playing <laughs> Titanium Trials. Yeah. Um, and I doubled or tripled my wins. Basically, I'd only had like six wins and played it like maybe 20 times or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. Like I had more wins in the early access than I did. In the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of one of those things that I, uh, I, it gave me a reason to play it. It gave other people that I know only play Rebirth and Fortune's yep. Keep a reason to play it. And not only that, it, it forces people to play as a team. Because although exceptionally good players can duo quad or trio quad or whatever the heck you want to call it or solo quad, um, it is so few and far between because even a low-skilled player holding hands with three other low-skilled players, that is nearly impossible to take all of them. It just yeah. is, is, is just not the case. Yeah. Um, unless just everything lines up, they will solo chow. So it's really team oriented, super punishing. So it feels a little bit more like a BR, which I'm not normally a fan of. I, I'm not a really a big fan of battle, traditional battle Royales. Um, and I think that's what made Warzone successful. And I think having the option to have that mode kind of like gives a casual version of battle Royale, uh, that. It's, even though it kind of gives you that blend of heightened skill gap because in a one-on-one, -on -one, the better player is probably going to win. Sure. But uh, the, the real skill is teamwork because four guys that suck at the game but they play together will mm -hmm. probably beat me even if I'm way better than all of them individually. You know? Right, right. And, and, and that's even if it was Huskers going against those four guys. If they're well-coordinated and they full send Huskers or or Aiden or Biffle, like, they're probably not going to win the, like, 1v4 consistently, you know? So it's kind of one of those things that it lowers the skill gap while also raising the skill gap. Uh, no, I love that. And and I'm going to jump in here, Katie, bef before you ask mm -hmm. our next question. And I'm going to skip something, skip ahead a little bit in our notes here. I mean, let's talk about ranked mode then, right? Because this could theoretically be a precursor to ranked mode. I think there's something to be said about kind of team play, working together as a team when it comes to ranked mode and trying to delineate some sort of a skill value. But if you play as a team, you can take down a, a player that potentially is playing for high kill games playing by themselves. So what what do we think about a ranked mode in Warzone 2? Do you think it's something that's necessary? Do you think if it is necessary, will it mimic something like Titanium Trials? Or do you think it'll be like the normal playlist? Uh, I think it's 100% necessary uh, based off what the what the mode, the the interest has been. And I've talked to a few of the devs and they were just like the, the, the players playing that mode is the, the, the increase of player or play time, I guess you could call it is much higher. Obviously there's something to grind for. So yeah, they sure. like to see on the game organically longer, but it, the, the, there's a huge interest in it. I think, uh, uh, from talking to other players, I think the, the rule set could still probably get tweaked. Um, whether that moves to the iron trials. So it's kind of a little bit better distribution of health and, and plates, but uh, I think it just shows that the interest is there. It gives something to grind for, and it can happen simultaneously within the other one where maybe they keep the other one default mode. That's kind of what we're used to. And then the iron trials will be the ranked mode. And, yeah. and that, and that's kind of what we always thought. Even when iron trials first got introduced, we're like, this could be a ranked mode. Yeah. Um, stuns don't work. We're cutting out some of the cheesy stuff. No mm -hmm. stopping power. Obviously they later removed that, but that was early on. They were like, Oh, this is the way it works. Your gulag, you know, it's cool. You now you don't have the gulag, to gulag tokens. You don't have the respawn tokens or yep. whatever the hell they're called. And it kind of makes it so that it works that way. I, I don't know. I, it just shows that people are willing to grind it. 
be motivated to grind it. It doesn't feel like it's cheesy in any way. I don't know. I felt it was fun. Well, and that's part of it, right? Is I think that that fun factor that you touch on, a, a lot of the times we crave the ability to have something to work toward. And a ranked mode gives you that so that sometimes maybe you want to get on and just play some games with your friends. You don't really want to think. Cool. But ranked mode gives you that purpose uh, when you are looking for it, at least. But that leads into the next topic, which is skill-based matchmaking. If you're introducing, say, uh, hypothetically, there is a ranked mode coming out with Warzone 2, what do you want to see then happen with skill-based matchmaking between a ranked mode and a regular mode? And what are your thoughts on skill-based matchmaking in general? Okay, so uh, I think that they they really need to kind of bring it closer to the way it was before Modern Warfare. Um, because there was always that protected bracket and the lobbies felt kind of random where Sometimes you run into sweats, sometimes you run into bad players, but most of the time you run into average players because that makes up the majority of the player base. As you got better, you were able to do better. And it was consistently a trend. It wasn't like, oh, you know what? I'm only good because they fed me a 0.7 lobby or whatever the hell, you know, <laughs> that's an extreme. And, and that kind of devalues anything because I've had it where I was looking at the COD tracker and I got like three lobbies in a row and I was like, that were low. And I was like, ah, I'm going to have to stop for the day. Someone's going to screenshot it and just yeah. be like, hey, oh what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, I'm off for the day. Sorry, I can't enjoy the game right now um, because the, the game fed me easy lobbies. Um, you know, and then when you play in it's like hard lobbies, you're like, Ah, this is miserable. I'm off the game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What am I supposed to play, man? So I think there's that part of it. Obviously, there still needs to be some kind of protected bracket. But I, I think by reverting it back to the way it was before, it, it just removes all the exploitation um, of, uh, or not maybe all of it, but it just removes of the vast majority of it right now, where the only reason people are able to get into quote unquote bronze lobbies is because bronze lobbies exist. Yep. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. if that wasn't right. a thing, the protected bracket, like you could permaban people or something like that. And then like, well, what were you doing in there? There's literally no reason you're like, we have these markers and, and you don't have any of them to say that you need this help. So yeah. why are you in here? So I don't know. I, I think that that, that could help in that aspect. I think the other part with the rank is, uh, then you at least have a reason to have sweaty lobbies, right? Like. You know, uh, no one goes into a master's lobby in, in Apex Predator and is like, you know what? It kind of sucks that we're going against other Apex Predators and master's players. It just doesn't happen. They, everyone knows that everyone's playing ratty to win and, and they know the objective. They're holding their hands with their teammates. They're doing everything that would happen in ranked, but it, it's supposed to be in ranked, right? Yeah, like, sure, sure. And I think as a content creator, selfishly, I think that it's better to go back to the other way because like, because when you would go into a, uh, the pregame lobby, you could look at people's ranks and you'd go, hey, you know what? This looks like it might be an easier lobby. I'm going to pull out the pistol today and I'm going to try and get a nuke in this lobby because at least it's possible. And I'm not going to use the meta gun because I feel like I have to. No, I'm going to use a right. pistol and it's going to be more than a fair chance. These guys got fully automatic weapons. Yep. Like I'm going to use a pistol. So I think that kind of got lost. Um, because if you go on Modern Warfare right now, you got to use basically meta weapons or some kind of mm -hmm. cheesy troll setup, throw gas grenades or whatever the hell, and it's just not fun. It got, the game is miserable. I don't know how people play it, but <laughs> it is what it is. Well, it's, it's, so one of the common arguments against this is maybe lower skilled players saying, hey, but I don't want to have the random really good folks in my lobbies while I play because I just want to have fun. But I feel like the 
part of that org argument on the flip side that gets ignored is really good players sometimes want to just sit back and relax in a lobby as well. Do you think that if they move toward the direction that you've laid out, that would be a substantial blowback from the community? Or you think no. <laughs> some people might get upset or they get over it? No, they wouldn't even know. The bad players don't even know how bad they are. Uh, at the end of the day, most people who play video games suck at video games. And that's just <laughs> organically how it is. The, the odds of you running into a good player with the old matchmaking is significantly lower uh, because there are so few of them. When you're talking about having the 1% player that you're worried about running into in a match filled with 12 people, the odds, you'd have to have like a 15% chance or something to run into that player and, and, or whatever, 10 or 8%, 8% chance. Like you're running into the top 8% of players, which we can look that up. It's not a good player. Um, so... Like it, it would be like one in five matches. They probably run into a sweat and then they'd be like, okay, damn, that guy's sweaty. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Load Shoot back in. The next one. Yeah. yeah like <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even notice. I mean, they're trash at the game. They'll stay trash because they don't want to improve. I know that's like harsh, but it is what it is. Like sure. they're a 0.8 KD player, regardless if they're in the sweat lobby or in the, in the bot lobby, they're still a 0.8 KD player. It's not changing. Yeah, and, and there's a reason to why, uh, you know, the, the videos that pop off the most from a, hey, here's how to get better is the what I call the like hacks of getting better. Like, here's the best mm -hmm. weapon in the game rather than the crap weapon you're using. This will help you get better without any work, right? Like a lot of players that are bad yeah. don't want to put in the work to get better because what is the easiest to road to not sucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, that's a super interesting point. Well, mm -hmm. let's let's kind of talk. We want to go to the next section before we, we let you go, Jay God. Um, you know, something that's kind of hot in, in kind of the limelight right now is World Series of Warzone. Um, and um, it, it, it's a important conversation because these are the largest events that we have for Warzone, right? It has uh, the most viewership. It's front page of Twitch or YouTube or wherever it ends up Everywhere. being, depending. It's it's the biggest thing that surrounds Warzone. Um, and there's a there's some controversy around it usually. Um, this time around, of course, we had our open qualifiers where they made it through the in-game client, where you load into a lobby um, or into a playlist and, and your scores get calculated. It's your best 10 scores. Um, but it was an individual scoring basis, and that kind of caused some some tension. Um, general thoughts on World Series of Warzone and, and kind of the layout that they have this year. I, I don't want to lead you any specific direction, but wanted yeah. to hear kind of where we're we're currently at from a community's eye. I think the concept was good. Have it open, get as many people as you can in there. Um, but obviously, there's always going to be bad actors, which yep. make its way through. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, if you look at the top forty of each region. There's more than 20 teams that made it the right way. Yeah. And those are the 20 teams that are going to win the custom. So the 20 people that didn't make it the right way, they're not going to move on. They're not going to be in the money. Yeah. Like they're, they're all proud of themselves. Ooh, they didn't ban me. Like it doesn't matter. And I would imagine that the teams that legitimately made it, they know who in there they've been looking through. They knew who didn't make it. Yeah. They're going to have like a, Oh, that's so-and-so. Let's steamroll them. They're going to get bodied. <laughs> if you pick up a bounty in the beginning, they're going to be full sent. Like, it's just right. what's going to happen because those are like your way to guarantee yourself to the next round. Um, so although it is bad and people are calling it out and it is what it is, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, people with like 10 viewers want to make a couple thousand dollars. Yep. Hell yeah, they do. They want to make this a career. They want to take a shortcut. 
you know what it'd be like to win the solo YOLO and you're like essentially a nobody? Like hundred thousand dollars? Yeah. Now you're gonna be like not necessarily to the extreme, but let's say but uh Booga for Fortnite, when yep. he won, he all of a sudden went from whatever viewers he had, everyone knew his name. This mm-hmm. this 15 year old that won millions of dollars or whatever the hell. So the, people want that same thing. Unfortunately, there's people who are already about the grind and are really about the grind that not not going to allow that to happen. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, you know, I, I think the, the case in point of this is exactly what you said. I don't think it's going to change anything because for those at home that didn't watch our, our video on like how the format works, it's pretty simple. There's the open qualifiers. It was a, a time kill race. It was best 10 games. And then it was a, a, a closed qualifier is what what's next. And they just announced it, by the way, I, I will be casting the, the NA qualifiers for um, World Series of Warzone with, with Spider Tiff, which is exciting. And we've got a lot of friends on the desk and, and in the EU side as well. But um, you know, the storyline will be interesting because it is top half that move on and it is in the customs format, right? And the um, the customs format is just totally opposite in the way you need to play. Albeit there is that, that multiplier, it's going to come down to who can slay out. The only, you know, and I think you're right in like the, the teams that have made it through respectfully and, and have put in the work for it are going to body the teams that maybe cheated their way into it and not necessarily cheated in terms of hacking, but maybe exploited, right? However unfortunately there were some some casualties along the way right um you know people like smixy who played 50 plus hours in 72 hours that the playlist was open and was only a few places away um you know the the team i believe that one of the teams that got uh like 42nd or 43rd were like so close and you know dracota a good friend of mine and and i know you know him as well like they put in so much work and were trying to do it as legitimately as possible and they were just a place or two away and they could have had that opportunity to try to make top 20 right and it's got to be frustrating for for those type of uh, of players but overall i think the general concept made a lot of sense because it's really the only way to do it it just was yeah. a matter of execution yeah yeah i think so too i think uh like the individual format where people are able to cherry pick their team is yeah. a little bit awkward to me mm-hmm. um I, I get it's probably easier just to look at analytics and say this is one player's stats boom pick your team after you know how many points you guys have so you can guarantee qualifying but i mean that's a little bit it is what it is. Um, I, I still stand by the the fact that those teams are gonna like they're not gonna move on. I'd be very surprised to not like. There's I looked through the list. There's plenty of teams I have no clue who the heck these players are. I, I, I expect yeah. that when 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 it comes to the World Series of Warzone and um, we're looking at the games, we're gonna know who the names are. So it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. be surprised. You know, it is what it is. There... But it is unfortunate for the the thing you that you just mentioned with the the Smixy and Dracota, and there were other people as well that just maybe got edged out by somebody doing less than uh, respectable things. Well, Katie too, like you know, Baka Bros. Um, you know, they they put out a tweet. I think it was uh, Repulse put out a tweet. It was basically like, hey, uh, if you snuck into this thing and weaseled your way through and didn't get mm-hmm. banned from it, and we know who you are, it's very obvious, and you will never be invited to anything we ever do. And they've been running a lot of right. events, right? They had some online tournaments, they had mm-hmm. some community tournaments, yep. and then of course the biggest lands of all time, and and that can include even some people that maybe are are you know medium sized content creators that maybe weaseled their way through. So I, I know a lot of people are kind of kind of taking a stand there. Um, uh, one thing that I will publicly say, I have had the opportunity to talk a little bit with the dev team. Um, it seems like a t- tech ultimately was the biggest hindrance um, with, with building this out. Everybody said, hey, uh, you you guys should have just done what Fortnite did. Uh, 
I, they don't have that tech. It's pretty obvious. I mean, they don't even have a caster mode for private matches. Like, there's obviously no way they could just emulate format uh, of, uh, of Fortnite. And so tech was probably the biggest limiting factor, which is why, we, you know, they had to do the TKR into then the, the qualifiers the way they're doing it now. So interesting to say the least but um katie i know uh, we're kind of running out of time here we're on the edge of it uh take us into this this final question um i, I know jay got, got some some plans uh, up near you right uh in la yeah, uh, let's jump forward uh, about a month. September 15th, uh, Warzone 2 event. You are on your way out here to go experience that. What are you hoping for uh, to see, experience, play? I don't know what it might be. What are your hopes? What are your expectations for that event next month? So personally, it's going to be a little different. I, I went to the one in for Modern Warfare. And I was significantly smaller, so like half, like 90% of the content creators there didn't know who exactly who I was. Um, but there there was so many people there. It was like 150 people. So like I know there's a lot of in the invites got sent, but there's so many other people that are going to be there. There's people that were there for like CSGO, Fortnite, like that never even touch COD because they want to get them on COD and, and you know experience it. Um, so I think there's going to be like a social aspect to it with a lot of these types of things where you get to meet and mingle with people that maybe watched their videos or you've interacted with them like several times on Twitter. Now you could put like a face and handshake or whatever the heck the case is. And I think that there's a, that aspect to it where you just get to meet other creators in your space that can relate because general, anyone in your general life, if they're not in content creation, they just cannot fathom exactly how it makes sense. So that that's always cool. Um, but on top of that, uh, I think when it comes to the game, obviously the beta is going to come out the next day. So it's like, our content's going to be exclusive for one day. We get to fill it out. Obviously, I get a chance to play it and see what they changed um, in terms of feel. But overall, I feel like, like, I don't know. It, because before we were able to record content, and then we had like exclusive content, like, oh, there's an embargo date. We can't talk about it until this date. And then everyone releases a flood of information. It was like, well, no, everyone gets to watch it live on Twitch and, or I don't, I think it's on Twitch. I don't know. I think I they think watch our channels. I don't know. Um, but then like, okay, everyone gets the theory craft for the next 24 hours and then we get to play it. Like if you're on console and PS5 and you pre-ordered or have a beta code or whatever the heck, but so I don't know. My expectations are a little bit different than last time. I, I'm, I'm going to socialize and hopefully everyone enjoys the game because that's a good thing. We hope so, right? And we hope that all those folks who were known for Warzone, some of those biggest names, the Nick Merckx of the world, a lot of Vicstar, a lot of these people who were so present and seem to have thus dispersed will come back. And hopefully Warzone 2 keeps them here, right? That longevity factor, not just the initial newness and shine of the game. But let's jump forward one more time before we let you go. What is next on the content grind for you? Are there any areas you want to expand into? Uh, talk to us about what we can look forward to seeing and experiencing from jacob so uh obviously i want to still keep doing the same content i've been doing primarily it's a little bit drier because of what we're doing but when it gets to the new content get back onto a regular grind schedule where there's my main and second channel but i also want to get more involved in vlog content i was having some issues with rendering issues with 4k 60 fps huh. some reason the computers don't like it they want to blow up but i figured it out and now it's good it won't <laughs> take an hour to render like a, a five minute clip um so i i want to get more involved in that i would have done more stuff when i went to vegas or all these other things but it's just like eh, do i really want to edit that it's just going to take me 10 hours to edit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the heck the heck you know thing is i could use for something else but 
I think that's the direction kind of where it's at. I want to try and still diversify a little bit, maybe get a little more um, creative with the content, even though mainly hang towards the logical side and then get streaming because I got to stream this uh, camel grind uh, since I guess it's, you know, everyone wants to know how people are unlocking camos. You but, uh, off when you do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I enjoy being live. Like my last stream was like nine hours, but I hate pressing go live. I, sure. I, I don't know. I think streamers get it, but yeah, (laughs) like I got to press go live. Oh, I'm live. I'm good. I'm good. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's a press button. Go live. Well, I I know a lot of people are excited to see your streams again and and more content from you, but uh, you have enhanced a lot of the casual communities and and the the competitive communities Mm -hmm. uh, livelihoods in in Warzone in particular. So uh, appreciate your content. Appreciate your story. Thanks for answering all of our questions, rapid fire or otherwise. Uh, You are a dream guest because you can just go on and on about everything that we're asking (laughs) and actually answer the questions. It was fantastic. Really, really appreciate your time. Uh, a final thing for you, Jay God, is just uh, shut yourself out. I think everybody knows who you are at this point, but all of your socials, where people can find you, maybe both of your YouTube channels. Sure, uh, it's just Jay God, more Jay God on YouTube, Twitch. I was never able to get that, so it's Jay God underscore gaming, and then on Twitter, we're like a thousand subs away or a thousand followers away from twenty, uh, a quarter million to two hundred fifty k. Yeah, it's kind of wow. crazy. It's zooming, um, and that's just Jay God YT on on. Uh, and then I have Instagram, which is Jay God underscore YT. Facebook, Jay God. I mean, it's just it's all mostly that, but you yeah, know, they'll fight you. I love yep. it. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, We had a blast with you. I'm sure we'll sync up and talk more later and looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. I mean, we're only a couple months away at this point, which is crazy. 100%. All righty. Well, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you. All righty, folks. J-God in the house. Can we get some W spam or some heart spam in the chat for J-God? He was an absolute pleasure to have on um and, and we appreciate his time um this was a, a blast of an episode and uh if jay you want to you can pop out of discord if you'd like or you can hang out totally up to you um now folks at home if you are waiting and watching and saying hey are we done no we're not done we got a, a ton more to talk about today okay a uh, couple things first and foremost before we get there katie we we've got this um really exciting you know uh it's the reason we're able to do our podcast right we, we've got an exciting sponsor you guys know them uh you you probably love them if you don't know who they are they're coliseum uh the coliseum stat chat is where we are going next so let's take a look at the overarching uh the overarching stats from this last week let me see if i can get down there boom now i'm starting us off somewhere different katie mm-hmm. uh we're gonna start with the over-unders this time around if you guys didn't know coliseum is a fantasy building app web application you can actually go on there they give you a salary cap and you get to pick and choose your favorite warzone streamers and when they win you win that's how it works pretty cool they have a friday freebie contest where you can win like up to 150 dollars by just picking for free picking your favorite warzone streamers and seeing how they do you have like a salary cap they each cost different amounts it's really cool but we do the mm-hmm. stat chat here katie where we do the over unders now usually i'm the god at predictions but if you look at the screen are you you're up you're up well okay besides the last stream that we did with, with super heaven <laughs> but you are up in overall predictions uh you have six points i have four points in our over under contest so let, let's quickly go through wait do we know is it gonna tell us which ones we were right and wrong about? I, it might be on the sheet i'll i'll i'll, I'll reach out to Kelsey and be like okay, okay. let's let, let me get a breakdown of which ones we were right and wrong about because oh wait no it does it does last week's picks it looks like katie went over goge went under and on uh on kills per game you won that and then uh juki's ah. gulag wins it went under 
which I think I I guessed it was we gonna be went. under. Oh, oh, we, yeah, oh yeah, we yeah, both yeah, did. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Both did. Uh, looks like Scummin's headshots went under, and oh, I was Scumman, wrong. Scummin, come on, yeah, man. We were both wrong on that one. Uh, and it looks like the camper percentage way lower. Wow. Uh, the camper percentage is a fun one. I think we've got it on our screen right now, and we'll head over to the live stats. Uh, this is this stat is how much you move in a in in a game, right? Like on on mm -hmm. average in a single match, what was the the high? I think for this one, it was actually the high. Highest amount you didn't move, the lowest amount that you moved in a game, I think it was, was right. Mm -hmm. There was a game, for instance, a statistic earlier where Super Evan won a game moving 45% of the time, which is just obscene. Right. Um, anyway, so percent moved for a victory. Looks like the new average for that one is 35%. Let's just start there because mm -hmm. I was talking about yeah. it. Do you think it'll be over or under that percentage uh, of movement? Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't even... Hmm, I don't know anymore. I feel like... Uh, I'll mix it up this time. I'll go under. Under. Okay, I will go over. Most victories over the course of uh, all matches in a week. Again, these are weekly stats. You can check it out. Exclamation point spots or mm. exclamation point coliseum. Uh, weekly victory. 70 is the average. Over under, though, is 76. Are you going to go closer to the average or you're going to you're gonna estimate higher next week? Oh, 76? Um, I'm, you know what? People are going to uh, have a lot of things going on. So I'm going to say under. under. I'm going to say you're not going to have as many uh, as many days, hours in the day to be working on that. Sure, sure. I respect that. I'm going to go. Uh, I will go over. I think people are going to be grinding. That's just my opinion. Uh, we'll go to most executions. Looks like average is 34 over under 35. Katie. Uh, executions. I'll say over on that over on that one i will go under closer to the average i like to hedge my bets uh most gulag losses what do you think over under Ooh. um hmm. this is you just kind think... of time play this is time in oh i know i know i know well if i'm saying victories you would also assume i'd go under uh you know what whatever i'll say over too over okay i will go under and then most kills per game in a single match this is the best score and i would assume this is kind of expanding all across uh mm -hmm. different playlists 43 is the average but this time around 54 is your over under and i think there's a reason Ooh. for that because remember our world series of warzone playlist was boosted this last week so when we take a look at some of those numbers it was crazy there was some crazy pr set yeah 54 is really high yeah um like i i feel like if you said over on that you're expecting somebody to get what 55 yeah 55 you know, 56 sure i'll have to go under that too because th that's steep i feel like if you said 50 i would go over but 54 is tough yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tight at the top i respect that play okay well let's take a look at it um let's go through some of the stats from this week and compare with our over unders um and then of course our coliseum friends will inform us how we did this week around uh in terms of our stats katie so let's take a look top streamers from the week ocean ups at third yet again i believe uh averaged third through all of the games played over the last week i believe he was actually at the top last time around as well so shout out to ocean ops mike revolt victory street of 13 not bad executions legendary 39 executions in a week is pretty impressive that's right a lot that's like a goal you set out to be like the person yeah. at the top of that stat line gulag wins of metaphor 135 not bad and then this time is king dotarchi at 23 headshots um is the the best headshots total per game that's pretty good I can't believe Scummin let me down on that. I'm so upset. I was so positive. <laughs> he's a Scummin. Like, he's yeah, one of the best yeah, players. Yeah. 
I just, I guess I'm gonna have to adjust my expectations. I don't know. So, well, really I, I will say, that. so some of the players were grinding some private matches to kind of get prepared for, for World Series and Warzone, so that could have affected it. Uh, let's look at top eliminations, I believe, here on uh, on our page. Stukamaki at 57, uh, Symphony at 40 on Fortune's Keep, and Amude mm -hmm. at 40 on Rebirth. See, that's what I mean. A 57 is so difficult to get because when you get when you get into the 50s in general even realistically the 40s in a game there is a lot of rng that has to go your way to make that happen it's not just about your skill uh it's about the line the circle on the map where everyone's yep. dropping can you get a hot drop off rip uh, the rotations you choose a 57 from Stu. not surprised considering we just saw him win super evans 20k judgment day event alongside hisoka but 57 on caldera is really impressive totally agree uh warzone watch hey this is what i was talking about these victory numbers are crazy this is in a week microvolt had 74 magnificent had 54 so most overall <laughs> is 74 with microvolt that can span any playlist and wag had 54 call called dara wins this week which is just obscene that is i i look uh, on them with envy coach because <laughs> that is not something i would yeah, you know, I can just look on and appreciate the talent levels there. 54, I mean, 74 as well. Like, you got to tip your hat to that. It's very impressive. Yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, finally, and this is uh, Meat and Potatoes of Coliseum and what they do. Here it is, uh, folks. These are the best stats from the week. And as per usual, mm -hmm. Biffle near the top or at the top. And these are based on their scoring totals. The way Coliseum works is kills, wins, deaths, gulag losses, those types of things all calculate into your overall points that you make as a fantasy player, just like any traditional sports fantasy. At the top, we've got Diaz, Biffle, then Foreign Jace. Good to see Foreign Jace in here. Stu, Stellar Moves, Rallied. Baralik. So there's our total list of uh, players that have made some pretty decent points across the board for the last week in terms of fantasy score. So mm -hmm. look, Katie, we talked about the over-under already, but uh, as a reminder for everybody at home, uh, it is time to get more from your Warzone streaming. Enter Coliseum's free Warzone fantasy contest and win when your favorite streamers win. Uh, you can build your dream squad now at coliseum.co easiest way to get that exclamation point sponsor in the chat you can go win free money like some of our friends have i know uh flowers uh lamb chop we've mentioned them multiple times mm -hmm. they went in tried it for the very first time and by the way you can use promo code bot lobby for your very first time for free to get a little extra cash to enter some of those other ones that are not the friday freebie but if you want to not spend any money and win some free money friday freebie is the way to do it so go check it out and shout out to coliseum for making this all possible yeah, shout out to Coliseum. They've been fantastic to us. They've been fantastic to a lot of folks in chat as well. And I, I'm not going to lie, Goats, there is, there is a high likelihood as you mirror yourself. I understand I the you subtext of this. I, yeah, you know, it seems to be a theme. Uh, you know, when you look at something like that, I think especially with Coliseum, um, it it's kind of like a why not you know yeah, 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 why, yeah. why 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 wouldn't you but all right let's keep things moving because uh what better way to start tying a bow on the stream as we always do than shitters digest shitters digest well it always has to do with twitter and today is no different we got a spattering of drama across the board and i know that usually you intro and and i kind of run us through things but we're gonna switch it up this time go so why do don't it. you give me a quick run through of everything that has made it into shitters digest today 
Uh, there's a lot. Um, here's the overview, all right? So we've already talked about a little bit about World Series of Warzone. There was certainly some negative feedback on that in particular. You know, mm -hmm. I, we're kind of using Smixy as the scapegoat's not the word, uh, like an example of somebody. There, mm -hmm. there are plenty of other streamers that didn't make it that were close, right? Some competitors, but Smixy is certainly a notable name that a lot of people know at home. And we've actually, you know, had her on the podcast. So hugely unfortunate, mm -hmm. especially given the circumstances. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, there are some, there, there are some, some rumors going around, potentially not even rumors that DBZ, uh, the trio, which would be uh, Z laner, Clutch Belk and Destroy mm -hmm. might be back competing. Of course, we've talked about the Clutch Belk situation on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. um, apparently there could be a chance that they're able to compete in the World Series of Warzone. Um, there, there's some leaked tweets. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And then finally, and this one's a pretty big one and, and a pretty heavy one, is um, there was a little bit of a, a Twitter back and forth between uh, Shanice and uh, the aforementioned rally. Um, if you know the situation, you know how uh, delicate and frustrating and uh, terrible it can be, to be honest with you, uh, of mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, there was some things in the past that happened in Rally's past about a, a video that surfaced uh, from his history that was, uh, to be honest, horrific and, and in particular racist. And uh, there has been a lot of back and forth between uh, Rallied and theoretically Call of Duty on whether or not he can be included in anything going forward, right? And so uh, Shanice made a tweet about it and then Rallied responded in kind, seemingly in, yeah. in, in ignorance is not the word entitlement obstinate. maybe obstinance or or otherwise so we'll talk a little bit about that katie that was that was maybe an in-depth overview but now i'll take it no, away i do the same thing i do the same thing do we do we want to start with dbz because i feel like sure dbz to me is so tantalizing from a purely competitive aspect sure. um it, it's not i don't really care what you think about clutch that's not the point here yeah. the yep. point is that especially when you were in Verdansk, DBZ was one of those top trios. And what do you mean when you say DBZ? We're talking about Clutch Belk, Destroy, and Z Laner. They are a powerhouse trio, and they consistently performed well in customs, and they consistently were high competition for the likes of TBE, of the Tommy, Noobs, and Almonds of the world. And so we got a couple tweets, right? Uh, Clutch Belk uh, was responding to someone who said, when's DBZ getting started? Said September 7th. Uh, he's also saying, yes sir in response to almond almond put out a tweet saying hey i want to put together scrims a few nights in the upcoming week uh to practice against other trios clutch belk responded to that said yes sir as well as z laner uh, I, I believe it was yesterday saying uh wars world series of warzone scrims with dbz when he was going live on facebook a lot of indications there that we could see clutch belk back granted that doesn't mean anything yet, because if it hasn't been officially confirmed, who knows what's going to happen. But as of right now, uh, we might definitely be seeing uh, the comeback of DBC. Yeah, and I think it's a big deal from, like you said, Katie, from the comp side, just because they were so dominant, right? Um, you know, it's extremely effective trio. The only, like... I, I think the only other trio out there that really was putting up great numbers consistently comparatively to like Unrational, Huskers, and Scummin, Tommy, Almond, and Noobs, like you mentioned. So, you know, really is the comeback of a trio. And I think um, all affected parties have had many conversations at this point, um, you know, whether it, it, it was 
you know, too long of a break or not enough of a break, uh, ultimately mm -hmm. is not our decision or really for us to converse about. We, we've said our piece about the situation, and I know there have been conversations back and forth between the uh, kind of affected parties from the original incident way back in the day. So um, from the competitive side, you know, I'm excited to see DBZ compete again just for the sincere level uh, that they raise in the competitive scene. And I think, you know, the other trio maybe that is a team to beat, I see Baltimaniac in the chat, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Joe Breadman and FIFA Kill, they are nasty together as a trio. It's just you're going to see FIFA playing it over on the EU side, I believe, for World Series of Warzone, unless there's a chance he might be moving. I'm not positive on the situation there. Right. So excited for them and excited for DBZ. I know they've been wanting to compete together for, for a long, long time. Um, I think, Katie, it's it, let's, let's talk about the the rallied versus uh, kind of Shinny's tweet thread here, um, kind of in, in the facts basis. Uh, go for it. Yeah, I mean, first and forefront, and Goj said it best, um, that that video, we're not going to get into it, but absolutely abhorrent and appalling and disgusting. Uh, and what ended up happening was that what I've gathered, I'm not positive on this, but what I've gathered is that Rallied was DQ'd uh, from the qualifier, and I did not see this firsthand, but I think might have been complaining about it on stream or or yeah. otherwise speaking about his his frustrations. And um, Shanice tweeted about it. And if you guys aren't familiar with Shanice, she is fantastic. She comes into this chat a lot during these podcasts. She puts thousands of hours of blood, sweat, and tears into making influencer relations when it comes to Warzone a thing and including players and making the space awesome. Um, I've had the pleasure of getting to meet her. She is a fantastic woman, but she tweets and she says, yikes, if you think 500 hours of community service and charity streams means black people have to forgive literal wild shit that came out of your mouth, phew. And she responded to that as well, but then rallied enters the scene and uh, frankly, I'm not going to pretend to try and get into what his headspace was, but uh, snapping back at Shanice and generally being argumentative and frustrated at the position you've put yourself in um, just seems it, it's so gross. And he was responding to Shanice, Sean Jay, and just generally being difficult and argumentative with all of them about, uh, well, I've done X, Y, Z. And it's like, that's not really the point here. Yeah. It blew up on Twitter yesterday. Um, but it just, it was just, it's unsettling and gross to watch, um, to, you know, be quite frank about it. So I, I think, you know, to Shanice and everyone else, uh, what they do is, is incredible and, and deeply valued and, and I hope they're doing all right. But it was just, there was a lot going on there and I know we're trying, we want to be as respectful as possible, but, um, I, I just didn't understand what he was trying to accomplish with well, any of that. And I think like this is certainly never our, our place to even say like what he should have done different. And, and it's more right. so this idea of, Hey, if you're ever telling somebody how they should feel, it, it you know you're you're you've totally right. missed the bar right if if uh the people that were um you know have seen the things that, that were said in this this video that was pretty old like if you're telling them how they should feel about it after x and after y like you've completely missed the bar on how to operate as like a fully you functioning don't get to human, tell right? them it's been x amount of time why aren't you over this yeah, yet where I've done you x, are yep. 
<laughs> you are missing the point there by a long ways. Yeah, and and ultimately it's going to have to come down to some sort of uh, I don't know what it will have to come down to, but th th that certainly whatever this Twitter back and forth was 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 not the way to to go about no. it. And and I think even just kind of hanging your head in in humility and, and working towards becoming a better person, like he has been trying to do, uh, according to him, like that's a better pathway than than saying hey we have to hang our head in humility, but I've done it long enough. Now I need to fight back. I, I don't think that's the way to go about it. Now, um, anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens from all it's of that. Topic, but, you yeah. know, and, and like something I think we want to do about. something else that, that I will pull from some of our conversations uh, beforehand to Katie that I think are fair is like, mm -hmm. hey, ultimately, if his community, like he's he's been doing this thing of like really saying like hey, i am becoming a better person and all that and that's that's fantastic right. if his community is still supporting him in his channel that's that's great for him let him do his thing he's chilling right. at like six thousand subs on twitch like he's he's killing it he's just, doing just, just fine just do your thing in um, your lane and continue to do your thing in your lane until the people that are affected come to you and say hey we're ready to talk and you can continue to ask questions and, and enter into conversations like seemingly he has but to, to voice frustration in this way via twitter thread back and right. forth just seemingly wasn't i think um, it's the frustration itself specifically like if you want to yeah. uh reach out if you want to try and talk to people that's fine but you don't really have <laughs> that position yeah you cannot force their hand and you you don't really um i think maybe be a little more mindful of how you're coming across and i, I agree I, being frustrated was just not not how you should go about something like that at all yeah, and it's a, it's a tough thing to talk about, especially as us, but it, it is worth mentioning because, hey, Shitter's Digest, shit goes down. Sometimes it's fun, sometimes it is not fun. But overall, uh, those are some of our biggest things. Now, Katie, you added one of the things at the very bottom that I didn't even say in our overview that we can maybe... I just saw it while we were in the middle of talking with Jay God, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I thought it was sort of interesting. <laughs> Let's bring it up. Uh, to finish on a, a little bit of a lighter note, it looks like uh, Joe has tweeted out, and I quote... Joe has tweeted out, uh, I wish in Modern Warfare 2 Warzone 2, they would nerf aim assist. This is a controller player speaking. Nerf aim assist, but make it extremely consistent because I lose aim assist way too much. So he's basically calling mm -hmm. for some sort of a middle ground here of saying like, look, let's 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 focus in on aim assist. Let's make it not too dominant to we're running a lot of our mouse and keyboard players out of the competitive scene but let's make it more consistent so that I can consistently hit my shots even through a bit of foliage or a rail or something like that where right. oftentimes you're losing a lot of, of that aim assist. Interesting take. I think a good take. Uh, I think uh, a good take too. And Joe followed up on this. He was saying he just hates... He hates how inconsistent it is. And that's actually something Rated was somewhat alluding to in last week's episode was how he said the guns don't move. And that's a big, you know, reduction in skill when it comes to Warzone uh, is you don't have to really control that recoil. It's very easy to shoot where you need to shoot. And implying, I think, and I don't want to speak for him, but implying that having a reduction in aim assist um, or rather, um, yeah, nerfing aim assist and making it more consistent would probably be something he'd be on board with. But I thought it was an interesting tweet from, well, from Joe. Any way that you can increase consistency across the game title is everything people will want. It's the only, like, hot take kind of is, like, nerf aim assist slightly. Most people would understand that that is probably yeah. favorable considering how many actually high-level mouse and keyboard players do we have. Like, Huskers, Breadman... Mm -hmm. From the NA side, at the very least, Frozone. 
I mean, am I missing somebody I super important? Teep can play. I mean, like, yeah. And he doesn't even play cop like S symphony. Like, well, I mean, like, did we? I'm trying to remember from that um, input switch tournament we did. I think it was was it Joe's tournament? I can't remember. Was Clock. didn't didn't Almond just switch on a mouse and keyboard and was just like nothing changed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people why, can put up great change. numbers, but when you start talking about the highest level of like competitiveness, like even somebody like Iceman Isaac has said, who is a true hybrid player, like he prefers controller in a comp scene, right? Uh, especially when he's playing like thing things like pub slang where he needs to be running. Uh, all all encounters are medium to medium close range, like. Controller's just better. Now in customs, you can, right. you could certainly see the the point and the value of of long range distance shots with whether it's an AR or a, or a sniper or something like that. You can see some some higher value out of it. But from like a general comp scene, controllers are just better because aim assist is so strong. So I can see yeah. that that consistency being a, a trade off there. If that's something that would be easy, but um yeah that's shitter's digest for the week katie some some deep and interesting topics um some mm -hmm. you know all of you may not agree uh with us and some of you uh agree with us on, on every single point that was brought up but overall we're just trying to bring up what's going on in the war zone scene folks because that's what we do here on the bot lobby podcast if you're new to the podcast i'm not trying to give you a, a shill push but at the same time i am our youtube's been popping off katie we just hit our first thousand uh yeah. view video with our world series of Warzone mm -hmm. explainer um super evans uh interview portion was one of our best performing videos as well like we are we are growing we're nearly at 200 subs and and really thankful for jay god showing us a lot of love today in his community um it, it's growing and it's exciting we're gonna have new overlays soon you could guys can make sure that you um, subscribe to the youtube channel that's one of the best ways to support us and it's dead free and if you do want to uh you know support us in other ways that maybe aren't as free supporting coliseum they're, they're a huge part of what we're mm -hmm. able to do here and then of course you can also uh, subscribe to our live stream here on grandmaster ghost twitch by the way if you're trying to support katie in particular uh, we do split all of this so you can support katie by also subscribing here so thank you to everybody that has shown us so much love today um and really over the course of the last couple months that we've been doing this katie i know we've had a blast and um, oh, yeah. everybody at home all the community that has been starting to buy into the topics and the, the conversations we're having mm -hmm. you know i wanted to give them a moment of, of good thank you right um and really yeah. a lot of gratitude because uh we're, we're on the precipice of the next step with warzone 2 uh coming down the line yeah, we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, I know that you are uh, on a rocket ship to the moon. I'm so happy to see that for you. Uh, and hopefully the podcast continuing to grow and improve. But we got to, I feel it, we're getting into a really long window close. Yeah, close. So I'm going to steal it from you really quick. Goat, you are also courteous with me. Where can everyone find you? Socials, everything else? Um, socials are Grandmaster Goji everywhere. All the same, all Grandmaster Goji. There's a chance I might rebrand a Goji at some point, but right now it's Grandmaster Goji until uh, the end of time. Uh, go follow me on all the places, Goji Twitter Mary? or otherwise. What do you say? <laughs> Goji Berry? No, not Goji Berry. It's Grandmaster G-O-J-J, -J, uh, same <laughs> as the Twitch. Um, and we really appreciate uh, all the support. But no, I, I've got tournaments. I've got Uno. I cast it with Ludwig last Friday. It was a blast. I'm um, doing it again this Friday and the next. Uh, branching out of Warzone content from the, the casting side, but also uh, some World Series of Warzone stuff coming up uh, this weekend too. So uh, Katie, where can people find you? Let's close this thing out. 
You can see it right below me, Katie Bedford on Twitch, Rolls Bedford on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, probably will be live later with some uh, some fun gameplay. But uh, I think that's it for us, Goge. So again, guys, make sure that uh, you are sub into that YouTube. You will find all these VODs there, of course, timestamped and all pretty. Uh, but that'll be it for us, Goge. I know we've got some really exciting guests up on the horizon, so do make sure you look out for them. As always, your questions in chat and your suggestions on future guests are very much much so appreciated but for right now Goj, i think that's all we got peace and blessings folks we'll see you guys in the next episode see ya